Welcome to Conan Kruger. I'm Grant Cohn. That's Larry Kruger. The Niners lost. That was one of the worst losses I've seen from, from a team. They were supposed to win that game. They're way better than the Bears. So Larry and I are going to be very critical today because the Niners deserve it. But before we get into all the criticism, I think it's important the day after uh, an emotional loss to step back and, and be honest about where we think this team is going. If you don't know, Larry and I both picked the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. I think we both have them Niners over Bills. So my question for you, Larry, is now that you've seen this loss, week one embarrassment, are you changing your mind about your Super Bowl prediction? Uh, I would be easy to, but I'm, I'm going to stay with it because I, as bad as the 49ers look this week, I still think they're going to wind up in that game. Um, uh, you know, Buff, it's hard to sit there and say they're better than Buffalo today based on what we saw in week one. But I'm going to go with it because I think the 49ers um, have less standing between them and getting into that game than the Bills do. So, I, and yeah, I know there's a lot of work to be done, but I'll still stay with the 49ers. I'm sticking with them, too, because I think what was interesting about this game, it's not like they were a total uh, joke. A, lo a lot of things worked for them, especially in the first half. Defense looked like we expected it would in the first half. The run game looked like we expected it would in the first half. The play action sh deep shots, it was all there. And those are the three elements I felt like that's a Super Bowl combination. If they have just those three things at a high level. And then all of a sudden, the defense didn't show up in the second half. Kyle Shanahan went to short passes. Elijah Mitchell got hurt. It all fell apart. And I've, I'm going to chalk that up to a bad game, a bad week one, a, a Niner team that often comes out slow on offense and a team that was frankly unprepared. So I think we've seen this Niner team get hot and get stronger as the year goes on. Um, if they can replace Elijah Mitchell at running back or he doesn't miss that much time, I still think they're the strongest team in the league. They didn't have Kittle. They didn't have – they got a quarterback making his third start. They didn't have Elijah Mitchell in the second half of this game. They only got two touches or two targets for Brandon Ayuk. Um, and the one thing that's really clear is that Trey Lance and Debo Samuel need to spend more practice time, more practice reps. They're not on the same page. All these things are going to improve as time goes on. So, yeah, I, I even though it was a, it was a tough game to watch, I still – I still think the 49ers have a lot of momentum. Yeah, it's not like you're watching the game and you're, and you're thinking, boy, this defense is a fraud. Like, no, they do everything well. They just need to play 60 minutes and stop committing penalties. The run game, uh, everyone on the team averaged more than five yards of carry except for Jeff Wilson Jr., who may just not be the same player he was before his meniscus injury. So that seems to work. And then Lance was three for four on shot plays. Everyone talks about the one he missed to Croc, which he should have hit. But still, three for four? That's a new element to the to the offense. So I, that's exactly what I envisioned. It's exactly what I like. I think um, I think they'll get it. I think they'll get it. My only question is, will this team like self will it, will it will it implode before, after a loss or two because of how how the locker room feels about Jimmy Garoppolo? I have no idea. I hope they stick with Trey Lance because it seems like he showed enough things that work. This could go in the right direction. That's what I see it. Uh, my biggest concern is more about, you know, will Kyle Shanahan continue to put his quarterback in harm's way for two yards, three yards? I mean, he his risk reward on what he's willing to use Trey as a runner for. Yeah, I, I don't get it. He's not he's not Larry Zonka. You know, he's not uh, he's not Tom Rathman. And they treat him kind of like he is. I mean, um, 
I, I'll tell you the one thing I didn't like from Shanahan, the, his use or the way he went about yesterday's game is I can't stand the the punting on fourth and one at the 41 yeah. in the third quarter yeah. when the game was 10-7 and the Bears had gotten the Pettis touchdown. I felt like the momentum was hanging right there. Niners get to their own 41. It's fourth and one. Yeah. Um, and they decide to punt. And Lance I thought that was for wrong. Eight yards on third and nine. And they on fourth and one, they just punt. I, that's a good call, right there. They should have gone for it there, and but I don't want to see them go for it by, uh, you know, making Trey run between the tackles without any lead blockers. But we saw that again. He did that in the Arizona game last year. He did it again in this game. So I don't know. I'm not exactly sure how, why Kyle's calling um, the game the way it is. Why he's treating Trey Lance like he's not really a quarterback because he is. He's your quarterback. Yeah, let's talk about Kyle Shanahan. A lot of people are going to focus on Lance. We'll go to Lance next, but to me, Kyle's the reason they lost this game. It was a bad a bad week for Kyle. Trey Lance is your leading rusher. Shouldn't happen. As you said, he's not your Larry Zonka. Jordan Mason is your Larry Zonka. Not yeah, where was Jordan Mason there? That would have been a perfect spot. He was up. He was active. Yeah, I mean, you saw nine carries of Jeff Wilson. He didn't have it. Why not try someone else? So, like, decision-making. All those plays for Debo Samuel and, and so few for Brandon Ayuk. Why? But then let's just come back to Lance, uh, Kyle, the head coach, not Kyle, the play caller. Kyle, the head coach. He got out coached by a rookie head coach making his first in his first game. Like Matt Eberflus had the, um, a far inferior roster. And yet he had his guys ready in, to the point that they only committed three penalties, gave up two sacks and had one turnover. They didn't beat themselves. They allowed the Niners to beat themselves. The Niners are the team that had 99 yards in, in penalty yardage, which was tied for the most in the in the league last uh, this week. And then last year, they were third in the league in penalty yardage. And the penalties aren't from a bunch of young guys. It's Traverius Ward on third down or uh, Dre Greenlaw over and over. So to Dre me, Dre Greenlaw had a really bad game. Yeah. Aziz Al Shair had a very bad game. These Where guys is the were leadership dominant. from Kyle? Yeah, I mean, and it's not just Kyle. It's D'Amico, too. Yes. It's Kyle and D'Amico. They both have to wear this one. You can't just have a standard of, hey, we want our guys to fly around and make plays. It has to go beyond that. You have to do – you fly around and you make plays within the structure of the rules of the game. And it was you, – you know, when a quarterback gives himself up, it's 2022. It's not 2017 or, or, or 1997. You know, you cannot go with a hard hit to the quarterback's sternum, chest, neck, clavicle, or helmet uh, when he's giving himself up and not drawing a personal foul penalty. Those penalties were punitive, very punitive, um, and it burned the 49ers in a bad way. And I, I Kyle and D'Amico have to take responsibility for that. All three of the Bears' touchdowns came after the 49ers had had gotten a stop on third down but committed a defensive penalty that gave the Bears an automatic first down all three times. That can't happen. That can't happen. That's on that. And only one of them was, I mean, the first one on Greenlaw on the sideline, come on, NFL refs. These guys are not, uh, you know, um, Olympic gymnasts. You know, the 250-pound football players, uh, you're going full bore on a wet field for Justin Fields, who's also athletic and, you know, 225 pounds. And he's on the sideline, but he's not over the line. And you go dive towards him, and now suddenly he's got a toe that's on the white line. And you try to avoid him, but make some contact, and they throw the flag. I mean, that, that first one on Greenlaw was just criminal. 
I just okay, but big picture, I just don't like when after the game, Kyle's asked about the you know all the all the penalties, and he's like, yeah, we got to get that cleaned up. You had to get it cleaned up last year. You were third in the league last year in penalty yardage. Why is it still an issue? You're a really good offensive mind, but are you like too buddy buddy with the players? Do you not command respect? I mean, I'm I'm just asking. Why is this still an issue? You're Kyle Shanahan. If you made this, if you made this a point of uh, emphasis, I feel like you could get this fixed. But I have this question with him because also he wants Trey Lance to be the quarterback, but Jimmy's still around, and he didn't make Trey Lance the starter last year. And I wonder, like, is he too beholden to the vets on this team? Does he need them to like him? If that's the case, because Harbaugh wasn't that way. I don't think Bill Walsh was that way. At a certain point, you got to be the bad guy sometimes. Yeah, you, you, you definitely. We don't know how he's what message know. he's delivering behind closed doors. For all we know, he starts every. I mean, they have a meeting every week about the ball and ball security. So, and yet they've struggled at times with turnovers. So it's like, it's are they meeting about it? Are they talking about it? Does he start every meeting with guys? We want to fly around and make plays, but within the structure of the rules of the game, and we can't cross that line, or we're gonna we're gonna shoot ourselves in the foot. We're gonna get ourselves beat. Or is it mentioned once in passing at the beginning of the of uh, of a camp? You know, beginning of training camp. Does he mention it? And they don't emphasize it because either way. I hear the guys a lot talk about, and you do too when you talk to these players, hey, we got to fly around and make plays. Okay, that's great. It's a great mindset, and it's a great simplicity kind of attitude to have, but that has to come within the framework of how the game's officiated or what are we doing here, right? I mean, it's key. And there's something else, like Mike McDaniel beat Bill Belichick yesterday, okay? Mike McDaniel was his first game as a coach. Matt Eberflus beat Kyle Shanahan yesterday in his first game as a coach. Uh, coaching the Bears and not like let's go back and look at Kyle in week ones okay the first year he had Brian Hoyer that was a terrible team let's not even look at although we did lose 23 to 3 but 2018 he has Jimmy Garoppolo there's high expectations for this team they lose 16 they lose 24 to 16 in, in Minnesota Jimmy Garoppolo goes 15 for 33 those three picks his quarterback rating is 45 uh, 2019, they win in Tampa, but Jimmy's 18 for 27 with a touchdown and a pick, and his quarterback rating is uh, 80, 80. Remember, he had a pick six in that game. 2020, he loses to Kyler at home, 19 for 33, uh, 259 yards and two touchdowns. 2021, they almost lose to Detroit. It seems like there's a little bit of a theme here with Kyle of not quite having his team ready to go week one. I mean, by the end of the year, they're they're really, really good usually, but they don't play in the preseason. His train, You're at training camp. I mean, it's not the most rigorous training camp. Feels like the team's kind of like still in preseason mode to me. And this year, I mean, I'll say this. I thought, and I didn't see every game in the league yesterday, but I watched a bunch. It just seemed like the 17 day break before preseason, between preseason game number three and week one. I don't know that anybody was well served with that. I mean, yeah. uh, maybe guys felt a little bit more rested, but as far, you're almost like guaranteeing that no matter how you tackled training camp, that you're going to enter the regular season with a little bit of rust. I mean, these guys are creatures of habit. They do the same thing on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They have their routine. And to just basically break up the routine and say, ah, no, screw all that. You're now going to get nearly three weeks off, figure it out. <clears throat> I know it, it probably looks good on paper and probably works out for somebody in some area. But to me, the quality of the football wasn't there. One last thing with Kyle in terms of his play calling. 
I don't understand how it could be so bad in the, in the second half when it was so good in the first half. To me, he had a really good feel for not just the run game, but what Kyle, what Trey could do as a passer. A lot of uh, play action and deep crossing routes and stuff that ended up being down the field and outside the numbers or uh, just outside the numbers in general. I thought that was great. And then the second half, all of a sudden we're getting slants and digs and, and a lot of stuff over the middle. I'm thinking, pick's coming. What, why did he do that? All I can think is, is that he felt like the, the second half passes that he was calling were higher percentage and with the conditions. I will say this. You could pretty much throw out anything um, after about five minutes to go in the third quarter because yeah. that's when this field got unplayable. And in, in a way, I kind of feel like Trent Williams had the most interesting quote to me in the postgame, Grant, where he said, hey, when it was time for us to pass, the conditions yeah. were not favorable for passing. When yeah. it was time for the Bears to pass, when the Bears decided to pass early on, uh, the conditions were better. In the second half, once they grabbed the lead, they went almost predominantly to running the ball, and then the conditions were almost perfect for them. So yeah. I don't know if that if they should have looked at their weather report, if they should have, you know, I think that they left Danny Gray as inactive because they didn't think they were going to need to come from behind in the second half. They thought they would have the lead and they probably wanted one more lineman, one more running back. Um, I wonder if it, if it came down to Jordan Mason or Danny Gray. And because of the conditions, they said, ah, let's go Jordan Mason. They didn't wind up using Jordan Mason. Um, but I, I think Danny Gray would have been nice to have. Um, you know, at least in the first half when it was drier, because the to me, the one thing that Trey does really well and that I've seen him do consistently throws that deep ball and he throws it pretty accurately and uh, almost effortlessly. Gray can get deep. So um, we'll see if that changes on Sunday. Yeah. Um, I, and just as far as Kyle as a leader, as a head coach, there's reports that he had to sit down with 15 of the vets and tell him to have Trey's back and 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 there's all these penalties and stuff. It's like, Kyle, you need to you need to take control of this team. You know what I mean? It, you, it's your way. If they're if the penalties are the issue, tell them it's the issue. If Trey's the quarterback, make sure they get that. Like, it's not a negotiation, man. It's your freaking team. That's all I want to say because I do think you're a good coach who had a bad day yesterday. Um, we're gonna evaluate Lance next, but I want to take some questions. On the goal yeah. line says Jimmy Pollard for Jimmy G in a fourth rounder. Who's Pollard? 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 <laughs> My doctor. I don't know. Sorry, on the goal line. Pat O says Jordan Mason time. Ten bucks. I'd rather see Jordan Mason uh, than Trey Lance on a on a fourth and one. How about you got 240-pound back who hits the ground running? I would have loved to have seen him instead of punting on fourth and one in the third quarter. Dave says, got my cones on long sleeve a few weeks back. Good quality. Thank you. Thank you. Still a diehard Niner fan. No idea why Kyle didn't put Mason in or even follow what was working. Why does he sabotage himself? He just seemed a little disconnected yesterday. So I asked Kyle, like, why didn't you put in Jordan Mason? And he said, well, you know, Jeff Wilson Jr. was doing a lot of good things. And then he stopped himself. He said, he did a couple good things. It's like, no. Were you watching? He didn't have it. Give, give someone else. Nothing against Jeff Wilson Jr. But if you're watching, you, I think it was pretty clear after about like the fourth or fifth carry, give someone else a chance. 
Well, I want to amend what I said this summer because I said it this summer. Oh, they have got five starting caliber running backs. When you look really close at the 49ers, I think I think Wilson's lost a step. Mason's closer to 240 and and probably not an every down guy. I think they got really two every down guys. It's TDP and Mitchell. And now that Mitchell's down, I'd like to see TDP get some run. I think he, you know, he's 220 pounds. He's fast. Um, I, I loved four or five of the runs he had this summer I thought they were as good as anything I've seen around the league Callie Tremor says the game exposed the Niners O-line etc and the need to address uh the many needs months ago still Super Bowl caliber yes despite missing key players I like y'all team uh, I like y'all taking the team open and truthful the way I look at it is yeah they can win the Super Bowl but look what happens you take a couple players away from this team Kittle Ward and Mitchell now you're like ooh, they just lost to the Bears if they had Mitchell for the whole game I think they win that game pretty easily Although the defense was just giving away 15 yards here and there. Like, here's a touchdown. Dante Kittle, Pettis. Kittle Ward and Mitchell probably are three of their top eight or nine players on the whole team. I would agree. Eric says, Grant, love you, dog. How TF do we lose to Seattle? Um, if they can't run the ball. If the Niners can't run the ball, they're in trouble. But I think they can, is what I'm trying to say. I mean, last year you lost to Seattle because of special teams. Good point. So it could be anything. It could be really be anything. Good point. Ricky Miranda says, here's five bucks for a beer because I'm currently at my local dive bar still drinking last night's game away. Thank you, Ricky. I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, I'll pour a little out for you. Joseph says, Kyle was terrible yesterday and Larry is right on fourth and one. We should have went for it. No risk, no reward. Yeah, it's the Bears, man. Come on. You have a great defense, right? But I mean, that's that's one right there where I feel like Kyle's when he goes for it and when he doesn't, I, I, I there's, a, there's no I, rhyme or reason. Yeah. There's not only no rhyme or reason. It seems like it's, you know, that was I looked at that again last night. I'm like, well, you know, is he going to come back and say, well, it was really more like two yards. It was less than a full yard. It was less than a full yard. And you've used Trey Lance and Lance behind your line has shown he was willing to duck his helmet and, you know, bury it into the defender and push the pile. So what the, I don't love using him that way, but you got a quarter, you have the one quarterback in the league that you can absolutely depend on in fourth and one, and you get to fourth and one and with a momentum shifting and you don't lean on him and you give the ball willingly back to the other team. I, I thought that was a wasted opportunity. St take back the momentum that they got on the Pettis. Take it right back and i think the whole rest of the game would have played differently i agree with everything you said except the, the best fourth and one quarterback in the league is jimmy <laughs> that's sneaker. right bring him in for the qb sneak one a game i think he'd <laughs> be phenomenal travis says trey scored more than the 2019 mud bowl d let us down yeah i mean yeah that's true they had the mud bowl in washington one nine nothing that's true yeah. PJJ3X says, run with Debo on third and five. Do what you did in 2021. Yeah, that was their secret move in 2021. And it was third and long, hand the ball to Debo. It usually worked. And they didn't run. I mean, they ran Debo more in this game than I thought they would. Eight times. Adam Gardner, $20. Thank you very much. Just for the heck of it. Just for the heck of it. Jesus says, Grant, I think Denise needs to show up to the facility again. Yeah, John York. Remember that last year? All of a sudden, John York started showing up in like October. And they lost sudden, four in a row or whatever. Yeah. Mike, got, Mike says, I feel like every team should have, uh, have a dome. They could just open it up on sunny days, in my opinion. Uh, nonetheless, Trey played good to me besides the pick, but I don't like that play call anyway. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, there should be no um, artificial turf in the NFL. That being said, the Niners are going to complain about this grass. 
Well, I mean, the, that turf was unplayable. I don't know if it was the yeah. Bermuda, the drainage. I've seen high school fields drain better than that. William says, like eight third downs, Trey completed with his arm and legs. Scramble was effective. Glad this ugly loss came uh, early, honestly. They needed a gut check. Nose to the grindstone now. Clean up the penalties, please. Sean Bullard says Kareem Hunt. He's good. I'd take him. I'd take him. Now, I know there's a lot of Niner fans that would not cross that po- that uh, that road. Oh, the Pollard thing was about Tony about Pollard. Tony Pollard to, Sorry, the, to Jimmy to of Dallas course. for Pollard, but that sure. ain't happening. I don't think it's going to happen, though. Um, Giovanni says, how concerned are you about this team? Be honest. What I'm concerned about is the locker room. Like, I I believe in – I feel like I believe in the team more than they believe in themselves. I feel like they're having an identity crisis. I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm projecting. Um, as far as my, my concern on the team, I, I'm just concerned that they're going to run their quarterback uh, into injuries – just because yeah, they have a mo- somewhat mobile quarterback. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, just because you have a somewhat mobile quarterback doesn't mean you have to, you know, run him into a brick wall. Right. To me, the whole thing with the mobile quarterback, it's the threat of him running. He doesn't, you don't want him to run 13 times a game and to be like powering forward to get those extra yards. He makes everyone else better. Right. Just the threat. So I, right. I don't know. He doesn't need to be your leading rusher. Pato says interior O-line wasn't terrible. Burford solid. Brendel Banks yeah. were okay. Team's biggest concern wasn't terrible yesterday. Something to be encouraged about. That's another one. Good point. Banks Mike. had one bad one, though. He gave up one sack. Um, and McGlinchey gave up a bad sack in the first half, too. Yeah, the two Notre Dame guys. Not so great. Phil says Trey Lance looks solid, in my opinion, managed the game pretty well. Defense played lousy the second half and beat themselves. Thoughts? Yeah, I just couldn't – all of those penalties. Traverius Ward on third down. Javon Kinlaw, third down. Um, come on. Greenlaw. Like, forget the one on fields. You stopped – was it Montgomery in the backfield on third? They handed off on third and fourth. They were like, whatever. We don't even care. We're going to we're gonna punt. And you gave him first down. That's – With a face mask. And both had a face mask on the same play. Uh, the, the, my, my concern with the Niner defense was how well Khalil Herbert – he went untouched in, a, in the defense. That that last sequence, the defense gets a stop there. It's a one score game. It's a one score game. You got a much better chance to win. The defense did not only not get a stop there. Khalil Herbert waltzed in untouched, untouched. Right. And like that, when he was going, that can't happen. It was right between the B gaps. Where was Armstead? Where was Kinlaw? Those guys right. are supposed to be serious top ten players on this team. And I didn't think they made an impact in this game. Can the Niners stop the run between the tackles without DJ Jones? That to me is one of the big questions. Um, and Kinlaw, when he's looking good, makes you think, oh, hell yeah, he can do all that and then some. And then you see him over the course of a game and sometimes in the second half, and you're like, wait a second, is this guy as strong or is, is he what he's, you know, billed to be? Because it seemed like Khalil Herbert had a wide, had many openings there in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and he only got nine carries, averaged five yards a carry. Montgomery got 17 carries, averaged 1.5 yards per carry. Imagine if the Bears had actually used their their best running back uh, more. Could have been an even rougher game for the 49ers. Keneal says, any chance a slightly thicker Debo is by design so he can consistently take a solid amount of carries a game? See more running back than wide receiver yesterday. I don't know. We got eight, he got eight targets, too. I don't think that's by design. No. No, I no, think it's, it's most definitely not by design. No. Um, but 
One thing that's pretty clear as we've seen enough of it now is that Lance needs more practice field reps with Debo mm-hmm. and they need more after practice taking shots down the field and they need to, you know, they need to get on the same page. You know, it's like they say, if we're all right, we're all right. You know, if we're all wrong, we're all right. You know, that's yeah. that's kind of thing. And well, just get on the same page. Yeah. Is the, and moral of the story. Jay Mills says Kyle's fourth down play calling is awful too, though. That's a good point. When he does go for it on fourth down, sometimes if it's not a quarterback sneak, he will call some of the weirdest things. I remember he went, they went 0 for 5 on fourth down in Arizona last year. That was amazing. Yeah. That was breathtaking. Running wide against Isaiah Simmons. That was questionable. Defense still can't contain a mobile quarterback. To be fair, Fields is tough to contain. But yeah, it's true. That's true. We'll see what they do this week against what Gino, who doesn't have really the mobility that uh, that Fields does. CT lost a serious question. Do you think Lance is still spitting out turf from when Dominique Robinson threw him into the ground like a rag doll? Also, like the shirt choice. Thanks. What upset? What what bothered me about that play is uh, Robinson beat McGlinchey. Robinson throws Lance to the ground. McGlinchey's standing right there instead of like bending over and offering a hand to Lance to help him up. He just runs to the sideline. What is that? I don't like that. I don't know what that is. I don't like that either. I don't like, I don't that, like at all. that either. Keneal says hated fourth and one call, be aggressive with the lead. Yeah, that's a really good call, Larry. I didn't think of that yesterday. To run to to go for it on fourth and one. You're at I mean, 41 yard line. Yeah. So yeah, you would have given them a short field if you didn't get it. But you've they kind of there are games where they look like they they struggle to make a yard. This yeah. wasn't one of them. This was not one of them. Correctly, Lance scrambled for that the eight yards and really, really like pushed ahead, took the, the hit, tried to fight for the, the first down, didn't get it. Kyle immediately put the punter on. Like, dude, who's competing here? Lance is competing. What? Give a chance on fourth down. He didn't even think about it. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. Kyle yeah. got very conservative in the second half for no reason. No reason. And, and at that point, too, you can't just play the long field thing because y'all will just make it a long field. Yeah, you know what? You're one slip down away from a, a busted play. Oh, wait a second. There were two busted plays. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's the kind of thing that happens week one in the rain. Jimmy says the clip of Trent and McGlinchey not helping up Trey after the sack speaks volumes. Yeah, that was the one in the red zone. I couldn't believe that. What is that? I, well, I guess we'll find out eventually. Maybe some day someone write a book about it. Jimmy yeah. Ward was a huge loss. Yeah. Jimmy Ward is is one of the best players in the league that nobody talks about. The one thing, though, that's concerning is that theme of there was no Ward, no uh, Jimmy Ward, no Kittle. Well, what do they have in common? They both are hyper aggressive guys who out hit their body. And that that is a problem because that's why those guys keep getting hurt. It's because Kittle loves contact. He'd rather run through instead of around. And Jimmy loves to detonate on guys. And he's he's part corner, part linebacker. But the part that he likes is the linebacker. And that's, yeah. you know. Yeah. Matthew says, why call the short middle trade was ace in the deep throw? Yeah, I don't know. Considering he's, he, he's so much better throwing down the field than short. So much better throwing outside the numbers than over the middle. I mean, you, you can't do – only one thing, but you probably probably want him to focus on his strengths, like in the first half. Well, I mean, and let's talk about it for just one second. Yeah. Where does Trey, when he misses, where does he miss? He misses high. high. So if you're going to have him miss, would you rather have him miss high in the middle of the field where all the defenders are, or have him miss high on the sideline where the ball just goes into the, some you know defensive uh, linebacker yeah. coaches you know legs or something? You know what I mean? Right. 
Also, if you just learn about him reading coverages because he's inexperienced, over the middle, you got safeties and linebackers. Outside the numbers, you got a, you got a corner. There's much less to read. It's a much clearer picture. He can make the throw. Those are the throws you want. I mean, for example, there was a third and three. He he hit Ayuk on the out route to the left. It didn't count because they said Ayuk pushed off. Whatever. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. It was a terrible was push off by Ayuk because yeah. it wasn't necessary. Okay. But, yeah, the throw was perfect, though. Right. I mean, that, that's a throw that Lance can stick. Call it again. Call it again. Well, we do it. Don't start all. Don't all of a sudden start going to slants because we saw what happens when he throws slants. Sometimes he leads the safety to the guy. Sometimes he sails it high. The one thing that I that is frustrating watching Kyle Shanahan call games is that I feel like there's other coaches that when they when they do something that's successful, yeah, and it's like you haven't stopped it. Here it comes again. Here it comes again. Here it comes yeah. again. 49ers will do things that they're good at and that are successful, and you may not see it for a game and a half. Which is crazy. Like Bill Walsh, he wouldn't just call flanker drive once a game for Jerry Rice. There wouldn't be just one slanted game for John Taylor. He'd call a lot of them, but he would dress it up in different formations with different shifts and motions and personnel groupings so that before the play, the defense like, oh, this is something different. And then, no, it's flanker drive again. Are you kidding? You have something that works? Like for, for What worked for Lance was the play action deep over stuff or anything deep. All of a sudden, you, you thought, no, we're not doing that in the second half. What? Okay. Uh, hey, smarter than me. Um, last one, then we'll get to the show. Kenny G says, I like how people say Justin was the better pick in the draft because the arm and the time he played in college. But if field sat like Trey, probably would have been the same or worse than Trey. Stand behind Trey. Okay. Fields is three and eight. Yeah. He's three wins and eight losses and 11 starts. And so he what threw we really yesterday. All right, let's talk about Trey Lance. So I, I, I flew back this morning and I was watching, I don't watch Sports Center that much. Um, but I was watching this morning, and the, and the, the anchor was like, two young quarterbacks faced off. Trey Lance was just awful. And they had like a whole highlight of all of his misses. And they were just, he was so terrible. And then the, Justin Fields, on the other hand, was terrific. And they had all of his good throws. It's like, whoa, whoa. What are we talking about? Justin Fields had two big plays when the Niners like didn't cover the wide receiver. <laughs> right. Trey Lance made some really nice throws in this game. And he also made a mistake. They both had a pick. That is strange. Why, why, why is the whole world so hard on Trey Lance? And what did you think of his performance in this game? Well, his accuracy wasn't there, right? I mean, he, he, that wasn't the – they lost the game. I mean, they didn't lose the game because of Trey Lance. They lost the game because um, there were too many penalties. There were too many um, – too many – they missed tackles. Debo had a had a turnover in the red zone. Uh, McGlinchey gave up a key sack on a third down. Uh, Drake Jackson and Samson Ebukam, I thought both of those guys at different times lost contain on fields for big gainers. They lost their starting running back at halftime, and, and Jeff Wilson was not a, a reasonable facsimile. Womack dropped a pick six. Gibson dropped an easy pick. Greenlaw had two of the worst penalties that I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, Green Greenlaw and Hafanga had a horrendous communication breakdown on the St. Brown touchdown. The defense gave up two busted play touchdowns. Uh, Charvarius Ward, I thought, got a really bad call on a defensive hold on that third and nine when he was defending Pettis. That could have gone either way. Um, Shanahan gave away an entire possession by punting on fourth yeah. and one in the third quarter, up yeah. 10-7 from his own 41. And then Al Shair had the real criminal mistake of the helmet-to-helmet -helmet on fields that extended another drive. But Trey had 
you know, we the one thing about football is we only see the errors of commission. We never see the errors of omission. We never see the the great play that was there for them, but we didn't see it. They only see they only show the only really people really focus on the throw that you made that you you didn't connect on. So he overthrew Croft. Uh, could have been a touchdown. Threw behind Juwan on uh, a third and eight. I uh, missed a second quarter screen pass to Debo. I uh, threw a little too low. On on third and nine in the second quarter, missed Debo on a, on, a, on a swing pass in the third. But, you know, overall, I would say, and then, of course, the fourth quarter pick where Eddie Jackson kind of you know, kind of hid behind the defender, read his eyes, Lance stared him down. So Lance held the ball too long. Well, tell me if you think this sounds like a young quarterback making his third start. He held the ball too long a couple instances. Um, he stared down his receiver once or twice. And um, he was a little bit off target with his accuracy uh, on a on a on a really wet, sloppy, ugly day at Soldier Field. All right. But th- there were several things that he did that were really good. And I think most importantly, when the thing went south at the end, you know, I thought he played well, uh, as well as could be expected all the way through the, the deluge. And then when he hit the podium afterwards, I think he said all the right things. And it was pretty clear from the way he broke it all down, Grant, that he had a memory of all these plays, which shows me that he's totally mentally engaged. And a lot of young quarterbacks forget, like they get to the postgame president. I don't know. It's all a big blur. It wasn't all a big blur to him. He knew exactly where what he did and what mistakes he made. And to me, that shows a mental a level of mental engagement that many young quarterbacks never get to. So that's a nuance. I get it. But that gave me a lot of encouragement that that better days lie ahead. So he did miss some throws and there's some throws where you're like, no doubt. But but I want to say like the throw to McLeod, the throw to Ayuk. The throw to Jennings, those three, those three throws were beautiful, and so like the way the ones me, he connected on, you mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, the ones How about the one field. to Dwelly. How about the one to yes. Dwelly in traffic? That was a laser. Yes. That was nice. Um, but what I'm saying is like downfield stuff. I I think he's a good downfield thrower. I really do. And so the way I, I'm thinking like in terms of a shot chart, like you would do in the NBA. He's the opposite of Jimmy. Jimmy's like the kind of guy who doesn't shoot threes ever, but he can get to the hole and has a mid range game. Trey right now doesn't really have a mid range game. But he can get to the hole with his legs. He, he can hit the layups, the, the, the pot passes and stuff, and he can shoot threes. I'll take that guy. I want that guy. I want the threes. And if Kyle would just commit to calling them, like Danny Gray needs to be active every game. What are you doing here? I think that was I think that was I took that as a very arrogant move like hey you know what we're going to be leading in the fourth quarter I'll take an extra back or an extra O lineman because I know we're going to be leading if they if they if he was fearful of a shootout where he was gonna have to come from behind Danny Gray would have been up if Kyle Shanahan wants Trey Lance to be his quarterback he has to be committed to taking shots down the field he spent the last three four years getting yak guys he doesn't need yak specialists. He's throwing the ball 10, 15, 20 yards down the field. He needs guys that get open and make the catch. And that's why I don't know about his, his fit with Debo right now. It could, it could come together, but the fit with Ayuk is there. Ayuk gets open. Ayuk makes the catch. That's what Trey Lance needs. And that's what Danny Gray can do. Uh, Kyle just needs to reorient his thinking a little bit about what he's trying to accomplish. You have to commit to taking shots. Don't make Trey Lance go down the field seven yards at a time. He can't do it. Can't totally. Do it. 
And and also, it's like, hey, last year when they took chances down the field, Kyle was not expecting to complete those passes. That's all about run the coverage off, and then the next one's coming underneath. This Now you've got a quarterback that can throw the deep ball, and he can drop it in the bucket. And you have a receiver in Danny Gray who really plays like sub-4-3 and can get deep at will. So guess what? You know what that means? You're going to connect on these bombs. So get Danny Gray up and take some shots and expect to connect on them because you will. They're going to connect on their bombs this year. Watch. I mean, on third and six from the Niners 40 with 1328 left in the third quarter, Kyle calls a deep shot to Jawan Jennings. Lance hits it, never goes deep again. What? I don't understand that. And you're throwing deep to deep to Jennings. What if that had been Danny Gray? Might have been a touchdown. That play. Yeah. Jennings is like four, eight speed. I, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that I want to see more. Yeah. I want to see more chances to Ayuk. Ayuk only had two targets. Ross Dwelly and, and Brandon Ayuk should not finish any games this year with the same number of targets. Uh, good point. And we're going to talk about that in depth in a second. Let's take a couple more questions. Jordan says, look like Trey struggled with quick first reads, either hesitating or holding on too long. Should Trey play better on Kyle Plan more five, uh, seven step dropbacks? I say play action shots. That's what I'd say. Don't make him be Jimmy. If you want a quarterback to throw over the middle real quick, then just let Jimmy play. That's what Jimmy does. The one that stood out to me, Grant, was the one where Trey held the ball too long. Well, he held the ball too long in a couple instances, but it was the third and goal. The third and goal pass where he he drops back to pass. um, He held it. He looked through his progressions, and then he took a sack from Robinson and Roquan. You know, that, that was third and goal, I think, from the four. You know, and that one you got your your internal clock's got to be sped up. You got to get rid of that football. He just took a sack there. He really shouldn't have. Uh, Tobin says nobody talks about blown leads with Kyle. A pattern. I think we do. (laughs) I think we do. It is a pattern. Percy says, "What up, Grant? I know it's early, but do you still feel Niners made the right decision not picking Fields? Because I felt Fields would have been a perfect fit. I didn't think Fields had. I didn't think Fields was that great in this game. He had one pick. He had two that were dropped." He took advantage of a couple of busted coverages. I didn't think he was better than Lance, although the narrative is that he was way better than Lance in this game. I didn't see that. I think Lance, I think Lance processes what he sees and has the ability even now to throw with more anticipation than Fields. And Fields is the more experienced guy. So uh, wait until two years from now. I think Lance is going to be significantly better than Fields. Ominous 24 says Schefter just reported Mitchell is expected to miss two months with a sprained MCL. So it looks like to me, too, is a helmet to his right knee. He had the knee planted. It kind of bent inward a little bit. And I was talking about on the radio today. They said, how long do you think? I said, ah, looked like a six to eight week thing. So the fact that it's two months, I think is pretty much pretty much on the money. Now, what does that mean, though? I want to see more Ty Davis price. I, I think Ty Davis price is the, the back. I don't want to see Jeff Wilson, uh, no. you know, next, exclusively next week against Seattle. I want I want to see TDP. LD says, how impressed were you with Kinlaw early? Well, Kin- I'm always impressed by Kinlaw. I mean, the only thing I'll say about Kinlaw is he's got same, a lot of the same problems that he had when he entered the league. Um, he exposes his legs. He loses leverage. He plays upright. He gets tired. Uh, and he also gets, you know, he's a, he's a high propensity for injury because he's exposing his legs to the blockers. But he looks 
phenomenal. And when he's fresh and healthy, I think he's, you know, overpowering as a bull rusher. But I don't think he's DJ Jones. And I think you're going to, the Niners may learn that lesson the hard way. I don't know. I felt like he didn't make an impact as a pass rusher. He didn't have any tackles, but that's okay. Like if he could just shut down the run, that'd be fine. But Herbert, five yards of carry, all between the tackles. I don't know. I, I need to see more. I'm not going to rush to uh, anoint him yet or, or or to say that he's a bust or something. I just felt like he didn't make an impact on this game. And I, I felt like Montgomery's just a terrible running back. Herbert's good. Herbert did a really good job in this game. I need to see Kinlaw and Armstead, the two of them, not just Kinlaw, but both of them. We did Shut see Ridgeway make some uh, plays in this game. That was good to see. But yeah, they don't have they don't have a DJ Jones, so that's a concern. Fields had twenty two passing yards and less than forty percent completion midway through the third until Pettis play. Let's stop acting like Fields played lights out. Seriously, I mean, the, yeah. who was it on ESPN that was touting him as having this great, great I game? I forget her name. She it was one of the anchors. She was talking to Lewis Riddick and kind of leading him like, Justin Fields was great, wasn't he? You were, I know you like Trey Lance, but he really struggled, didn't he? And he was like, well, you know, I mean, shows a lot of good things, but I forget her name. She was. We're just, so in this mode yeah. now. Hannah the team Jones. that wins quarterback right. must be good. Like, yeah. the Niners beat the Packers in the postseason. Oh, man, Rodgers had to suck, and Jimmy was right. great. And if, but if you watch the game, Rodgers completed almost 80% in one degree temperature, and Jimmy threw two pick sixes that were dropped. I can't stand that style of uh, football analysis. It's basically saying, like, I don't care what happened in the game. And result, whoever and won. Result, he's the quarterback. All you need to know. Like, okay, well, then why even watch the game at that point? Right, exactly. Why are you even watching it? Yeah. Isaac said, did Kyle call any bootlegs? Yeah, and I don't think they were successful, but the play actions he did call where Lance stayed in the pocket were very successful. Thing. I like the idea of of um, you know of, of Lance on the bootleg pass. Yeah. I think, I that's think a good the Bears spot. are doing a pretty good job of keeping him in the pocket, but um, he hit some big throws from the pocket off play action. Frank says was more impressed with some of the throws Trey made than I ever was with Jimmy. Those deep double moves, smack. Yeah, they do. I like those a lot. I, it's nice seeing those in in an. I can't take an offense where everything has to be. It's just like uh, it's like an an NBA offense with no three point shooting. You can't do that anymore. Well, and also, I mean, you know, the the more grass that you make the defense defend, the better chances for success. It's that simple. Raphael yeah. five six two Niners says, "Why did the Niners use utilize Juice more?" That's the question I've been asking the last six question. years. They keep giving him more and more money. They, 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 he's like, he's like a lifetime member of the organization. Never use him. Never it's a weird him. situation. Yeah, and they use him in weird ways, like wildcat quarterback. I mean, they short were, yardage. They were in three wide receiver formations a lot in this game. CT Law says, so we already know that Dallas is on the phone with Lance. Jerry Jones is a lunatic that would absolutely trade overnight. Dude is not stable. From what you saw, do you trade Jimmy and run this with Lance and Brock? Okay, let's talk about it. Jimmy G to Dallas. Do you think Dallas wants to do it? Do you think the Niners want to do it? What do you think? Well, I mean, God, you know, I think in some ways it's a dream scenario for the Niners. Why? Because Jerry Jones and his kids are impulsive and they're not smart. So that's a great combination. 
you know, the guys who are just super impulsive and not that not that astute. So I, I do think Dallas, you know, Dallas has got the same challenge that Joe Lacob has with the Warriors. They've got this opulent stadium that cost an arm and a leg, and now you got to get people to come to it. So you can't sign off on the season in week one. So, yeah, I think Dallas would be interested. And hell, yes, I would be interested in making that trade. Um, I my, I'm starting my I – want, I want a two and a player. Uh, that's what I want. Or I want two twos. That's what I want. And and I would drive a hard bargain because I do see some value in, in Jimmy at $6 million staying as the backup. Though I love Purdy. I'm a big Purdy fan. So, um, you know, I would definitely make that move. But you, you got to get more than a three because you're getting a three at the end of the year, no matter what. And I don't know that one two is enough if you're getting a three. You could have Jimmy and get a three at the end of the year or trade Jimmy and get a two. I don't know. I think if I'm going to trade Jimmy, I need two twos or I need a two and a player. Well, you, you get a three for Jimmy if he gets if he's one of the highest paid free agents on the market next year, which would mean he'd get like a starter contract to get 16, 17, 18 million dollars, something like that. That could happen. Or he could be a backup again next year if he doesn't play or plays and plays poorly. So there's that. I, my thing, I'm with you, though. Uh, it needs to be a lot because if you don't have Jimmy Garoppolo and you, you were just saying the Niners are very could very well run Trey Lance into the ground quickly this season. What happens? I mean, like Brock Purdy, but can he really win a month of games worth uh, for you as a rookie? Not sure. So all of a sudden, it seems like you really have to, the Cowboys really have to give the Niners at least one second round pick. And I don't know that they're going to do this, do that. So I, I don't think they're going to, I think Jimmy's going to be here all year. I'll tell you what I would want specifically. I'd want their second round pick and one of their young D linemen. They've got Sam Williams, who played at Ole Miss. They also have uh, Ridgeway, who D tackle played at Arkansas. In a lot of ways, he is a DJ Jones type. I know they're loaded on D line, but uh, I'd, I'd want a pick and a player. Do you think it happens? No, I don't. I think I think uh, I think Dallas will go with Cooper Rush. I think the 49ers won't get their price. I think they'll wind up sticking with Jimmy. Josh says everyone had a weird week one. Maybe it's an anomaly. Hey, good news is that no team in the NFC West has won yet this season, and it doesn't look like – I'm not expecting Seattle to win tonight. So that's good news. Yeah. Dave Rams says, are thin, it. too. The Rams are thin. Don't don't be thinking the Rams are going to be great. They're not. Yeah, I mean, the, the Niners look bad week one. The, the Rams scored 10 points. Now, they played a much better team, but still. And they're similar. The, the Rams and Niners are similar in the sense that neither team plays their starters in the preseason. So – at least both of them look flat to me this year. Yeah. Dave says, please get rid of Jimmy. Please, please. No drama. Too late. <laughs> no drama. Come Too on. Late. Too late. All right. We've talked a little bit about this so far, but with Elijah Mitchell out. So Elijah Mitchell is going to miss the new, the next two months with a sprained MCL. Adam Schefter just reported. That's half the season. We've seen Jeff Wilson last year. He averaged 3.7 yards per carry. Week one, 2.4. He's not the same guy since he injured his, since he tore his meniscus. It seems to me that the Niners' offense is as good as their running back. And their season kind of hinges on the rookie running backs, Ty Davis Price and Jordan Mason. Do you expect one or both of them to step up? Well, you know, Jeff Wilson was a great one cut runner before the injury. Now he seems like a no cut runner. Like, you know, like he doesn't, I don't see him cutting. I see yeah. him, yeah. I see him bulldozing. I see yeah. him moving the pile. He's yeah. tough. Like he's a tough guy yeah. and he's going to run hard and he's not afraid 
right. there's no jump cuts. Nope. There's no any cuts. I right. don't see that one cut and go. And I definitely don't see a guy who can like run to the edges in an outside zone and cut it back. So I, I like him as a strictly as a short yardage, almost like a fullback, like a short yardage goal line straight ahead trap running yeah. you know no nothing no cutting yeah. i mean so i like ty davis price and i would go with ty davis price look i, I you know i like jordan mason i would go with him but neither, neither i like mason too neither of these guys has ever carried the ball once in an nfl game i think kyle, kyle, kyle needs to realize that he can't project this one he doesn't know he needs to give them both a chance he thought jeff wilson jr was better than both of them he was wrong he needs to give these guys like a, an open tryout in a game and see what and ride the hot hand. Be be observant and honestly go with the guy who's better. It just might be Jordan Mason, the undrafted guy, or who knows? Who knows? But it needs to be one of them. If if Jordan Mason and Ty Davis Price are both mirages, then Debo has to be the running back of this team. He's not built to carry the ball 16 times a game. Yeah, I, to me, it's it's no doubt Ty Davis Price, then Mason, then Wilson. Um, then Debo. See, I think I Mason's going to start next week. I, think so? Why was he active and Ty Davis Price wasn't? Just special teams? I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know because what does he do besides, you know, unless Ty Davis Price had some injury, you know, unless he was dinged. Seemed like Mason emerged from the preseason a little healthier than Ty Davis Price. Maybe. I, I just felt like Mason had really good vision and was very decisive. Whereas, and he runs hard. Yeah, he runs absolutely. really hard. Well, I think his price runs really hard, too. I just thought yeah. he was a little indecisive. But he was playing behind backups. Maybe it'll look different when he's got Kittle and Trent Williams and uh, Kyle Shanahan scheming things up. I'd like I like them him. both, though. And I'm yeah. like, I'd be excited for either one, to be honest. I think they got a great – I think either guy could do the job. They better. All of a sudden, those are two of the more important players on the team, not just two of the more important rookies. I agree. Okay. Dave says, I think Larry is right. Niners will ask too much, i.e. for Jimmy. Agree. EF says, Trey needs to develop and win at the same time, especially while Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the roster. What happens if the Niners are tracking to miss the playoffs? Roster built to win now. Well, again, the Niners that were 3-5. That is five. the ultimate question right there, isn't it? It is, but the Niners were 3-5 and five last year to start, and it seems like it takes Kyle and D'Amico a couple of months to figure out who their best players are. Like, Kyle's still trying to figure out who his best running back is. That's not Trey's fault. It's not Trey's fault that Drake Greenlaw is trying to figure out what, an un, what, what, what a 15-yard penalty is on defense. But I'm with you. If Trey's the reason they're losing games, they have to pull the plug. But he wasn't in this game. There are a lot of people that this morning on the radio would have wanted to just hold his feet to the fire. There's a lot of people out there that are pro-Jimmy, are absolutely bent that anybody, how yeah. dare any of us criticize Jimmy. And right. now they want to throw that on to Trey and like be super grind Trey into the dirt and expect Trey to make no mistakes. And I said, you know, what do you, you, know, you go by the birthing center at uh, children's hospital and start heckling all the babies. You're never going to do anything. You know, it's like, you know, you got to give people a little bit of time to kind of get their feet wet. I realize he's not a baby, but he's a relative infant in the grand scheme of the NFL, uh, you know, the NFL picture. Right. And there's a lot of people like that in the fan base, but in the media too. That's like, oh, people people that like Jimmy, that feel like they were proven wrong about him. And they're like, oh, people were so critical of Jimmy. Let's see how you like it when you get that same energy with Trey Lance. Well, 
the difference is that Jimmy was 30 and wasn't getting better. And it was fair to point out that he was making the same mistakes over and over again. Uh, I'm not saying Trey Lance will improve and be a top five quarterback, but it's fair to give a 22 year old the benefit of the doubt until he starts making the same mistakes over and over again, which he hasn't done yet. I love how the media people who do this, by the way, always point to the fans. They never, or or media, other media, they never point to, I don't know, Shanahan and Lynch. Right. Forget what I'm saying about him. Forget what you're saying about him. What's Shanahan telling you about him by by going about Jimmy by by how by going after Trey in the, to begin with? I mean, nobody ever wants to go there. It seems like they never quite get to that point. Like, it's the media that's doing this. It's you know, what about Shanahan and Lynch? Yeah. They're the ones who went and down this Trey Lance road. Sean Weaver says Trey needs to learn to slide when on the run. Fields was able to draw two huge defensive penalties. It will also help keep him on the field. That's a good point. Fields and Kyler Murray use the slide as a weapon. They slide late. They draw penalties. It's almost like cheating. But it is. You're supposed to, you know, game, have some gamesmanship. You're supposed to game the rules. So, Trey, you should probably add that. You saw how that helped the Bears yesterday. You do that too. I would. Stop, stop taking, stop exposing Trey to all these hits. My God. Any one of these hits could end his year. Yeah, and Trey, for three yards, your shoulder and fighting for three yards, slide and get an extra fifteen. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it I works. Mean, exactly. Mason, Dave says Mason two dollars. I love it. We just gotta get Mason chance. Dark Halo two times says check stats for Trey at Bears. Jimmy Garoppolo versus Colts almost identical. Fans vilifying Trey and calling for Jimmy Garoppolo already aren't seeing the bigger picture. That is so true. I looked at those numbers this morning before the show. Oh, you should. They should have gone to Jimmy. Jimmy would have been no. Jimmy. Jimmy played in a monsoon game, and the numbers were almost identical. Yeah, yeah. Isaac says which loss is worse, yesterday or second Arizona game from last year? Um. Second Arizona game. That one was rough. Colt McCoy sucks. He completed 85% of his passes in that game. That's the thing. That's the thing. Like, the Niners just got eviscerated in that game. They never showed up. In this game, they showed up, dominated, and then just quit. Not they didn't quit, but they just, like, went home at halftime. They're like, eh, you guys take it. Go ahead. We proved our point. We showed you. Like, no, finish the game. What? There was no game to finish against Arizona that time. That was different. Uh, Hard to compare. Kajan25 says, Signed Tyler Goodson off practice Packers practice squad. Are you looking for a back? Now you're looking yeah. for a back. I guarantee you there's a bunch of good backs. That's that's Michael the Hastie. beauty of it. It's Michael Hasty. I like your Michael Hasty. Kenny G, he's right there with us. This is why I like to have Hasty on the roster. I like Hasty. He's explosive. He'll get you some chunks. All right, let's talk Debo Samuel's role. The Niners are trying to figure out how to use Debo with Trey Lance as the quarterback. Eight carries week one. Didn't expect it. Uh, one fumble, one touchdown was was efficient on the ground. Eight targets, two catches, 14 receiving yards. How are the Niners going to use Debo Samuel with Trey Lance? How is this going to work? It's a great question be because back. he dropped a – that was another perfect pass by Trey. Low, yeah. right there, in the hands, dropped it. Now, yep. it was a monsoon, and the conditions were terrible. So I think part of those numbers, you know, reflects that. But, yeah, they're going to have to find – because what is Debo Samuel at the end of the day? He's both your most important offensive weapon and a receiver with just just ordinary 
ordinary ball skills. He does. He's not Chris Carter. He's not like one of these guys. Oh yeah. He's not even Crabtree. You know, it's like, Oh my God, if you get Crabtree, if he hits his hands, he's going to catch it. Not even Ayuk. He's not, he's not, he doesn't have his greatest thing. And he's like a, like a, like a bulkier version of T.O. in that, you know, he's awesome after the catch. He's overpowering after the catch and he's just a natural instinct runner. He'll run around you or through you. Mm -hmm. So I would say stop worrying about any real, like, you know, receiver like things and use him like a running back almost exclusively. Just don't run him between the tackles, get him to the edges. I would use him still as a runner more than a receiver. I just wouldn't use him as a runner in the a gaps on short yardage, because that's going to make done. That's going to make his agent and, and all the, you know, his handlers go, what? No, then uh, he doesn't want that. So that's what I would do. I would, but I would continue to use him like a running back. Get the ball in his hands short. Don't try to throw it to him down the field. Maybe take a shot play or two with him down the field if you want. But really focus on a few routes underneath. Get him the ball in open spaces, hitch routes, any kind of jet sweeps, anything at all around the line of scrimmage, but just See, not between the tackles. I'm starting to feel like him and Lance aren't aren't the most natural fit. Because there's like there's three things a wide receiver does, uh, it, not in terms of blocking. It's the route running. It's before the catch. It's at the catch. It's after the catch. Okay, before the catch, he's ordinary. At the catch, he's ordinary. After the catch, he's the best by far. With Lance, I think he needs the first two more than the last one because he's going down the field. He needs guys who get open, who catch the ball. And Jimmy, I mean, that's not Debo necessarily. Debo also does most of his work over the middle, which again, isn't really Trey right now. So it's a little bit of an awkward fit. The running back stuff, Trey and, and Debo as a zone read tandem money, all, all the, the screens, that's always going to be there for any quarterback. But I do think the slants and digs shouldn't be there right now. And I don't think Debo's great on like outs and comebacks or fades. So they got a problem, but I think what they can do is what they did with Ray corner Ray route. I think corner route. Crossing routes on play. Crossing routes, corner routes. You you take a guy, you send him over the middle, but when he catches the ball, he's at the sideline. It's not a it's not a risky throw. He's not by a safety. I think they hit Debo on a couple of those last year when he was fast and Trey was the quarterback. That's going to be a big part of the Niners' offense. The crossing routes off play action. Debo got to catch those. Yeah, Debo. They, they just. I mean, I'll say it. And I, I saw them working after practice the other day. They need to rep it. I think Debo, because of the contract, the injury, whatever, uh, the way the offseason went, I don't think that he put in near the reps. I'd love to see. I'd love to ask Trey, how many times this offseason did you throw a pass to Ayuk? How many times this offseason have you thrown a pass to Debo? If we actually saw those two numbers side by side, I think that would answer our question. Because I don't, I think, I think the number of passes that he threw to Ayuk is probably five times as many as he threw to Debo, and he just needs reps. These guys get reps together, and Debo can get used to catching Trey's high-speed wobblers and some of the power that are on some of his throws, and get comfortable about seeing the ball coming out of his hand. I, I think it, the numbers will improve, but it it won't improve naturally or just by happenstance. You're going to have to rep it. All right, let's talk about. Brandon Ayuk's role. So Brandon Ayuk, by all accounts, just had an excellent offseason. He was with Trey Lance every step of the way, not just at the Niners facility, but off 
uh, on their own in L.A., working with the quarterback, getting on the same page with him, went to every OTA minicamp, training camp, and really was one of the MVPs of the offseason. How do the Niners reward him week one? Two targets, one carry, three touches. That's it. Meanwhile, Debo, who had a great season last year, but held out, didn't go to ODAs, OTAs, didn't go to minicamp, missed the first week of training camp, showed up what I thought was a little out of shape. Eight targets? Eight carries? What? What about Brandon Ayuk? What about all he earned this offseason? What do you think of Brandon? And not just that. Two targets, 40 yards? What if he got 11 targets like Justin Jefferson got when he went for 200 yards? I mean, I'd like to know. What would you think of that? Two targets. Well, I'd like to see them use. First of all, it seems like Ayuk is one of these guys that if he doesn't touch it, he maybe gets disinterested. And maybe I'm misreading that, but that's just kind of my sense of it. Like if you get him, if if he touches the ball early in the game, it's a great indicator. So I would manufacture some early game touches for Ayuk just to get him in the yeah, you wake him up, get him in the flow, and then I would start using and they did him. That, though. First drive of the game, they, they hit him for thirty-one. Right, they did but that. I, they got it. They have to have at least five or six targets for him every game. They don't have. They're deep, but they're not that deep. They need to. They need. He needs to get five or six targets a game, and no excuses, really. Honestly, I think he deserves more than five or six. I think he is the number one target on this team, the number one receiver on this team, because of who the quarterback is. Lance right now needs to throw outside the numbers. That's Ayuk. Ayuk runs really nice out routes and comeback routes, and he gives you this big catch radius that you wouldn't expect a six-foot wide receiver to have because he has these long arms, and he's very short-handed. I think I still don't And he can catch the fastball. He can catch the fastball. and He's good enough after the catch, and he, he can do stuff like the jet sweeps. Also, I feel like they don't do enough with him. He's never in the slot. He's always just outside. Um, I think Kyle can use some of his creativity on Ayuk, and I think he's earned it. Again, he's the one that's in phenomenal shape. Debo's trying to get there. Don't be stuck in last season. What about now? Look at your guys now. Ayuk looks really good. He got 20 yards of target. That's a guy who deserves a third target. I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, you cannot get to the end of the game and have Ayuk and, and, and uh, Dwelly have the same targets. Ayuk's got to be treated like a star, treat him like a star, start featuring him a a little bit more, start getting him touches earlier on, start using him. I agree with wholeheartedly with your idea to use him out of the slot. This guy's got long arms. He's, he never runs tentatively across the middle. He runs across the middle. Like he owns it. So good. He he doesn't doesn't look like he ever gets alligator arms or fearful. Throw him the ball. Right. And last year, like they didn't throw him the ball the first half of the season. They started three and five. It made no sense. And they were like, they're trying to say that it had something to do with his practice habits. Okay. well, uh, all I know is you didn't use him in the offense. You struggled. You bring him back in the offense. You go on this run. You don't use him in this game. You struggle like you kept saying, well, he did the right things. He's out of the doghouse. We want to reward him. Three, three. Three touches, you got to reward him. Otherwise, like you said, he's going to check out. He's gonna it's check a out. weird situation they have because yeah. I asked Kyle Shanahan after the Super Bowl. I said, Debo Samuel at halftime of the Super Bowl um, was arguably on track to be the MVP of the game. 
And then he only touched the ball two times in the second half, Kyle. What yeah. would you say to that? And he's like, well, yeah. that's not how it's, how it's done and this and that. It's about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. But guess what? You're the head coach. And, I, you know, be, your desires and wants should supersede everything else. And you should have decided that on Thursday before the Super Bowl. Hey, Debo's going to get X number of, of targets at least. Show me a coach. I mean, the whole job of being a coach mm-hmm. is to put your players in the – you know, play off your talent appropriately and put your players in the best chance to have success. And I just feel like it's a little bit like random as far as who gets the ball and how often they get the ball. And I don't think it's random for how many times uh, Tyree kill got the ball in KC. I think Andy Reed made sure he had, yeah. you know, a certain number of touches. I know I was expecting uh, Tyreek to get the ball a lot in the second half of that game in the Super Bowl, and he did. So I'd like to see the 49ers take a little bit more uh, aggressive, less organic approach to uh, to getting touches for their star offensive weapons. Don't like, hey, it's in the stars, it might happen. No, you make it happen. You absolutely you you dictate to the defense um, what you want to do and how often you want those guys to touch it. Right, and it's not like in that Super Bowl that the Chiefs were selling out to take away Debo. I mean, he wasn't that player. There was Kittle on the field too. I mean, right. There was a lot they had to worry about, and the fact that Kyle couldn't get the ball to Debo, he's trying to like act like, oh, you don't quite understand football. It's not that simple. Like, no, no, no. Uh, that's no, it a great is that player. simple. You're a great play caller. Get in the, your job is to get in the ball. And if you say you can't, then you're saying the the, the other coach is better than you. That he I've sat in meetings where yeah. coaches have said five days before the game, I want this receiver to get six cut touches or more. Yeah. I want this receiver to get at least two touches per half. Right. I want this tight end to touch the ball at least once a half. So don't tell me that that's not the way it's done because that is Can the way it's done. If Al Davis were, were the owner of the, of the Niners and caught, and he like was paying for these players and Debo Samuel just didn't get a touch in the Super Bowl. Al Davis, who was a coach at one time, was like, Kyle, what? How did you not get Debo the ball? And and Kyle's like, it's not that simple, Al. What, you, what the hell do you mean? It's not that simple. Well, no, no, no what that are you he's about? back. He's a you literally, yeah. it is that simple because yeah. you literally could call a handoff. Yeah. It's not even about it's not even predicated on well, the coverage, well, they were tilting everything. Well, they were taking this away. No, he's a running back and a receiver. You can dictate how many times you want him to touch it and should. Okay. Let's talk about Danny Gray. I was shocked that he was inactive. It seemed like they drafted him specifically for Lance. He has a unique skill set and that he's the fastest player on the team and that he had a good preseason. He connected with Lance. They have a connection. They hit on a long touchdown, inactive week one. Strange. Do you think he should Very have a, strange. he should be active the rest of the year? Do you think he should have a role in this offense? Well, I think that the, that in a way they're kind of, you know, by drafting him the way they where they did, um, that they kind of called their own bluff. Because they want to have, they want to be able to steal on on you know on game day for their final forty eight and be able to have that extra special teamer. Um, so it's you know, hey, we'll go with this guy who's more of a special team role. But now you've got a player who 
who I think is not just ideally suited for Lance. I think he's, you know, the dynamic element that uh, he gives you a dynamic element that helps you minimize the touches for Debo. So I, I think I think Danny Gray. The other thing is I think Kyle in the past has gotten so used to looking at this position as he's not actually going to com, com, uh, complete those passes that he's literally just going to just going to you know it's going to be creating space. We'll take a shot deep and that will loosen him up. Now you you got a quarterback and a receiver who can who can win deep. And if you guess guess what if you go deep and you can and you complete that to, to Danny Gray that's six. Right. That's going to show up on the scoreboard. So I think they've got to kind of change their mindset from we're trying to create space underneath with our deep route to we're trying to score touchdowns with our deep route. It's a different mindset. And you got to remember like the, the, the craze around the league with defense is two high safeties, two deep safeties, beg a team to run, take away the deep throw. Teams don't play the Niners that way. They play single high against the Niners predominantly because the Niners want to run and Jimmy couldn't throw deep. Now they look at Trey and they're like, well, they, I mean, Kyle doesn't even trust him to throw. He's getting a lot of single high looks on third down. You got to throw deep. And Lance is good at it. And so on, on third and six, they threw deep to Jawan Jennings. That should have been Danny Gray. I mean, there are going to be so many opportunities for Trey Lance to throw deep against single high coverage every game. And Gray needs to be the guy he's throwing to or Debo or Ike. But honestly, it should probably be Gray. So, yeah, I think he needs to play. If you hit Jennings deep you get a nice little gainer. You hit gray deep and you get six. So, I mean, I I absolutely want to see, I don't even read, I don't think Kyle really, I think it's going to be like three or four weeks from now. And Danny Gray is going to have two or three touchdowns all on deep routes. And people are going to see that. Wow. You know what? That's an almost a borderline unstoppable element of the 49ers new attack. And it's like, Oh, well, why didn't we see that earlier? You know, it's going to be that kind of a thing. And I think Kyle's going to get in a good uh, rhythm of heavy run mixed in with sporadic play action passing shots down the field. I think that's going to be so hard to stop that. I mean, the check down is going to be Trey Lance scrambling. You don't have to scheme up a bunch of short throws, just the stress of stopping that, that entire run game and the play action deep shots. As you said, you force them to cover the whole field. There's going to be so many avenues for Trey Lance to run around and, and buy time. I think. So. Niners have not they have not had a they have not been defended where the safeties are leaning backwards worried about getting burned deep since Ted Ginn was here with Harbaugh and, and Ted it. Ginn's not even as good as Danny Gray. Once Lance starts hitting these deep shots and team, teams start respect, realizing that he's a better deep thrower than short thrower and they start playing two high safeties, the Niners are going to run for 250 yards a game. Right. I mean they're they're really putting and Trey's going to have a bunch of runs. Yes. Yes, and a big reason they're, they're playing single high on third down against him is because they got to spy him. So anyway, right. anyway, Danny Gray is very important to this team. He's very important, and I didn't like the pick when they made it because I thought he's a one-trick pony. But frankly, if the one trick is the deep shot once a game or twice a game, and you got him with the 105th pick in the draft, that's a great pick. There's a lot of vertical threats. There aren't a lot of vertical threats who are both vertical and tough. They like this guy, and they've told us time and time again, they love him because he can get vertical and he's tough. Mm -hmm. All right. That means to me, that means he's got to be up, and that means you got to use him. So we'll see. Zachary says, You're a clown if you're calling for Jimmy G right now, quote unquote. Should I go for Donald or Bozo? I guess he's saying he's Bozo. Bozo. (laughs) Sorry, Zach. Bozo the clown. 
Uh, Trey says, what is Kyle's disconnect with second half adjustments? He's known for losing games in second half since the Falcons and he hasn't improved. I kind of get the feeling that like he's he's the kind of guy who has a great game plan. He called up his dad. He's got a lot of people in his Rolodex. His game plan for this game was great. When things happen to go uh, unexpected, he's not the best at thinking on his feet, in my opinion. I just think he he gets away from the run. He gets away from the run or, you know, in, in there's times he gets a little ta- a tad too conservative. I mean, it's a, it's a little bit of both. Sometimes he's a little too conservative. Sometimes his feel, his feel, I think, eludes him from time to time. Sure. Mr. Uh, Blue Magic 23 says, look at all the great QB first full season stats. Only Pat and Justin had good and after. Yeah. Yep. All the great quarterbacks had some rough first seasons. Jim Bill says, Trey will be great, but what's the hurry? He's 22. JG will get this veteran team to the playoffs this season. Focus on Trey Lance for next season. But if you want Trey Lance to be good next season, he needs to play this season. He's not going to improve on the bench is the way I look at it that way. I mean, I think you got an option play here. You got an option, right? If you're in, you've made your bed with Trey. You already made the trade. He's on your team. You've traded the capital to get him. But I agree. If he's really raw and he proves he's really raw, then play Garoppolo and go for the wins and develop him on the side. If he, if he's not as raw as I think, and he can be developed this year, then develop him this year and scale down your offense a little bit and uh, and commit to him. But, um, you know, I mean, to me, there's the, there is more than one way to go about this. Dave says, just got to say again, you guys rock. Love what you do. Love the honesty. It isn't always sweet, but it is what is happening. So we need to know. Thanks, Dave. You're the greatest. I appreciate that, too. Mason says people really think Jimmy would have won. I don't. Um, and I don't think he would have been the reason they lost either the reason they lost was um 99 yards and penalties two uh, uncontested touchdowns ethan m says trey passing 25 plus times in rain is set up for failure well they were on pace to not do that what do you have 10 throws it was six for 10 at halftime right yeah and and i'll say it i think he should be on a pitch count keep him on a pitch count you want him 15 to 25 throws nothing more than that in a game like yesterday maybe even less than 20 could John 25 says Debo should have been traded. Ayuk is more important to Trey. Set it all off season. I got to say, um, I know what you mean. I'm starting to feel that way too. A little early to say it, but I think Belichick would have traded him. That's all I'm saying. Debo is, is means more to the Niners though, than just his, his numbers. I think he, there's a physicality and a swagger that he brings to the table that is tangible. Pato says 10 wins takes the NFC West. Niners still in a great spot. Trey's team unless he's hurt, but can't afford to trade Jimmy given the way Kyle uses number five. I think I agree with all that. Pat. I, I, I think you can trade Jimmy because I think I think Purdy could be a backup and be decent. Dave says I agree. Debo should have been traded. Uh LCR locker room drama. Well, we'll see. He's he's a great athlete. Let's give him an opportunity to redeem himself. Cabo Rojo says, rough weather, first game, let's roll. BTW, let's get a better scramble practice quarterback. Yeah, how are you going to prepare for Justin Fields by facing? Should have been Brock. Brock and scramble. Trice says, Lance with the most carries is crazy. Forgetting about Ayuk is crazy. Not using Mason is crazy. Blown a 10-point lead is crazy. Blame Kyle. Yeah, he, not his best game. Not his no. best game. He could no. Seth Harvey says, Ayuk was a first-round pick. Grant and Larry are right. 
Yeah, man, you traded up for Ayuk. You should be dying to give him a 10 targets, especially if the first two net you 40 yards. Why would that? Why would you shy away from him after that? You had I mean, a you chance got- at Justin Jefferson, and you told everybody that you liked Ayuk and wanted Ayuk, so use him. You said you liked Ayuk better than Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson got 11 targets this week. Ayuk got two. E and DK says, you think we could trade Jimmy G and Warner for Parsons and a good O-line, man? I love, I love me some Parsons. How great is he? He's great. Dirty, dirty gold bands. Gold, dirty, I didn't even get that right. Gold, dirty bastards with a Z. Thank you. Wesley Baldwin says one glimmer of hope is the whole NFC West lost. And honestly, the Rams and Cardinals look worse than the Niners. Yeah. You look who they played. They all look like teams that didn't do the preseason. Niner, not a bot says the problem isn't Trey. The problem is that the draft mate looked amazing compared to him with the worst roster to think. We could have gotten Fields for free. Um, I'll see the awesomeness in Fields. I mean, think about it. Fields runs four four, mm-hmm. and he was sacked thirty six times last year, and yeah. he was sacked a ton at Ohio State. What yeah. does that tell you? It tells you that he processes this, this thing slowly. I also think that he he's four four speed for the stopwatch, but he doesn't yeah. play to four four. You don't see him running like that on the in the game. I, I think I think they got the right quarterback. It's just it's just all for all young quarterbacks. It takes time. And let's be honest about us ourselves as a Niner fan base. We're very collectively impatient. So that's just that's the real problem I see is that you got a quarterback that's going to take a little time, and you got a fan base and a coaching staff that are and an ownership group that we're all collectively very impatient. So this is going to be a huge challenge for everybody to just let Trey develop. Yeah. I kind of like Fields. He kind of reminds me of like a bigger Kyler Murray. And Kyler Murray has his issues too. But it feels like with both of them, their best plays are when they just scramble around. Like just abandon the play, scramble around, see what happens. Fields makes plays like that. Kyler does too. And it's like, is that because you're not reading the field and that's all you can do? Or does your team suck? Does your coach suck? It's hard to say with those guys. Um, so I don't know. It'd be interesting to know what fields would look like on the Niners because, frankly, that was a nice spiral. He's a good athlete. He's a really good athlete. But I like him. Yeah. I'd uh, rather have Lance today than Fields. How about you? Same. Same. Yeah. Uh, giving it to Debo so much is risky. He has injury history. Would save this for the playoffs, not so much in regular season. We draft third round running backs, use him. Yeah, I thought that was the whole point. Right. As we talked about during the draft, oh, why do they draft the running back in round three? Oh, because they don't want to use Debo that way anymore. Week one, eight carries. Well, it kind of goes to show that it really was more about pay- paying Debo his money. It wasn't about the yeah. usage. We we harped way too much on the usage. They're going to probably wind up using him exactly the same, except that now they've paid him the money. Uh, the, the Tej the P05 says, why go back to Jimmy when we already know what we're going to get? Hit not enough to win it all. Move on and commit to the future trade. See, to me, if Jimmy had won the Super Bowl in 2019, it would make you feel like, ah, oh, we, we, we have a chance. But he didn't. So you don't. What's what worse? Happened. What's worse, by the way? Trey making mistakes initially uh, or Jimmy making the same mistakes habitually? Right. Uh, Trey, okay, let's end this show on a couple positives. Stock up, Spencer Burford. He looked like his game's going to translate. Not only is he really good in pass protection – He's violent. 
I, you know, it's funny. Um, I've got a, a buddy who's who's a scouting buddy of mine, and he's like, "You show me a an offensive lineman that looks normal in clothes, and I'll show you a bad offensive lineman. You show me an offensive lineman who always looks like the, his clothes don't fit right, and that offensive lineman's going to be great, and that's Burford." Nice. I mean, he's seriously everything. Everything looks a little too tight, a little too loose, a little too this, a little too that. And he's he's got the perfect build. Huge, huge thighs, tons of power. Um, I, I like what I saw from Burford. I like what I've seen from Burford all summer, really. Yeah. And my thing with young offensive linemen is you may look big and, and tough and overwhelming in college, but do you look strong and violent in the NFL? And so far, Aaron Banks does not. Spencer Burford does. There's all kind of clips of him cleaning people up, taking people out, playing mean. And I think as a good, if you're going to be a good guard in the NFL, you got to be mean, nasty, strong, all that stuff. He seems like he is. So he might be yeah. there. He was their highest graded offensive lineman in this game. I'll, I'll say, yeah, I know. I'll, I'll yeah. say stock up too. It has to be a Fonga. Oh, yeah. A Fonga is just, you know, I, I noticed it this summer. We talked about it. I noticed it in minicamp. This every time this team stops and breaks and then comes back, he's like another level better, a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. He just keeps getting better to the point now where he looks like a poor man's Troy Palomalu. Troy Palomalu is Canton. <laughs> Look, with 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 Talanoa, uh, he he definitely triggers very quickly. He, he takes sees the ball. It. He diagnoses he sees it. very fast. He does. Um, but and then fills. Yeah, but I, I feel like he's a, he's so aggressive to get to the line of scrimmage or in the backfield that sometimes he can vacate his coverage responsibilities, which is dangerous because he could give up some big plays. And I don't know how you saw those two touchdown passes, what you felt his culpability was. But I guess we're going to have to check the film on that one. That's yeah, I mean, I'm, I was reacting more to – well, no, just the fact that, I mean, I'm, yeah. I was looking more at just his ability to diagnose run plays and to shoot the gap with total confidence and to come up with a tackle for a loss. I mean, he he's he's really good. He's really yeah. good. Yeah, agree. Mr. Blue Magic 23 says, only reason Trey Ketch and he is our roster is great. I think there's a lot of reasons. I think it's kind of a cultural phenomenon. It's interesting. He's the There's top a lot of, the of Jimmy here. people who are pushing back on the criticism that Jimmy's right. gotten. I think that's a big part of it. Also, the FCS, I think that's part of it. I'd like to think race is not a part of it, but we're yeah. probably naive to think it's not a part of it. Um, but, yeah, and I think the talent level on the roster does make people um, less patient, right? Yeah. People would show more patience for Trey if the Niners weren't a Super Bowl contender. I think there's a lot of bot like to what we were talking about earlier. There's a lot of bottom line football analysts that don't necessarily watch the film or get deep into the analysis. They're just like, well, that team won. That's the quarterback. He must be good. And those people were felt very strongly about Jimmy Garoppolo being good. They were sort of proven wrong because the league doesn't feel that way about him. No, no trade market. The Niners don't feel that way about him. They benched him. And I feel like this is their year to be like, okay, well, we can still be right. If Trey Lance fails, so let's. Right. You don't like our guy. Happens. We're not going to like your guy. Exactly. Uh, Kevin, thank you. Izzy says Kyle was mad at Trey for missing high and low, especially when they missed Debo low on that three receiver set. Hope for a better game uh, next week from everyone. He was mad about that uh, screen on the last play of the second half. Yeah, that was that was a bad look. He looked mad at Aziz. I'll say that for for the personal foul he had. 
Adam Paul says, what week do you think Trey will get in a good rhythm with this offense? It's a great question. I don't know that it's easy to predict either because, you know, he's – I haven't really seen him getting any kind of a rhythm yet, really, uh, compared I, to what I, I think he's got. Rhythm, I, th- I thought he got in a rhythm uh, against the Texans week uh, in the second half last year. I think it depends on Kyle too and who's healthy, but it could be this week against the Seahawks. If they get the – if Jordan Mason or tight his price gets going on the ground and they can do play action off of it, I think he'll be in a rhythm. I saw an interview with Quincy Avery, the quarterback guru who he worked with, mm-hmm. and he said that Trey was one of the very best at not repeating his mistakes, at making mistakes, figuring them out, and then growing from those mistakes. And the way he attacked the postgame presser where he like, identified every mistake that he that he made or m- yeah. a good number of them kind of yeah. tells me that he's got a list of things that he's trying to improve at. I think that's going to be a good thing long term. Yeah. As opposed to Jimmy would come out there and be like, yeah, we, we need to get better. Right. See, Turley says, how does Kyle not get fired if they miss the playoffs this season? Because no one wants Trey Lance learning a new offense next year. Right? And, Jed, I mean, we're too close to Chip Kelly and yeah. Tom Sula and that whole circus. They're worlds better than where they were. And I don't even think – I think Kyle would have to – he'd have to have, like, coaching, you know, negligence of the highest order before he's going to be – I mean, yeah. I, I, I personally, I kind of think he can kind of make his – you know, if he wins a Super Bowl, he definitely can do what he wants. But even if he doesn't win a Super Bowl here, I think it's going to take several years before Jed in any way is going down that road. Yeah, I think Jed really likes him. King Geo says, I told you about Huff before the draft. Uh, watch when Ward gets back, how he performs. Okay. That the, the, the Niners ones at the safety spots look a whole. I mean, think about this. We talked about I wanted Nick Cross in the draft. Um, there were a lot of people that wanted safety, 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 safety. Nobody was saying, hey, Afanga, Afanga. You know, so at the end of the day, it's like you got to remember that we're guessing they kind of see their guys. They knew what they had. Yeah. Kevin Spencer says judging this team's first game negatively in that weather with that with a rookie is really presumptuous. I believe they'll get better. Kyle's my only concern. All right, Kevin. I think they'll get better too. And I think Kyle will figure out how to use Trey and D'Amico will get his defense together. I still think they're a really good team. But wow, that was a bad loss. Woo! Really wow. Bad. Really bad. bad. Yeah. All right, Larry. Thanks so much. This was an hour and a half. These are good big stuff, shows. man. It's ramping up. Thanks, everyone. I'll be back tomorrow, my pops. See you then.